G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. So, so, I have to report that this anxiety attack, this offensive that I'm I'm trying to seek shelter from is continuing. This this is even for me, you know, today is what's today? Friday, so it's Friday night. I'm definitely not drinking tonight, let me tell you. So, you know, if these are the effects of the, the wedding that was on the weekend, that's Saturday. It's almost been a complete full week. Even for me, this is like uncharted territory, not the kind that you want either. So I don't know what's going on, but it's um it's it's really digging its talons in. And I don't quite have an answer for it just yet, but I am fighting hard to find out what that is going to be, to lift myself out of this scared, nervous, anxious hole that I find myself in. What is interesting, though, is the way in which today, especially, the anxiety has manifested itself. So the way I sort of view it um, and view anxiety in general, that I see, you know, I conceptualize it with sort of two components. First off is the psychological component, and the other one is the physiological component. So some people, when they get really anxious, you know, talk about you know, getting the sweat, shaking hands, you know, dry mouth, sort of, you know, short of breath uh, as the primary sort of symptoms. Other people will say that that's catastrophizing. All they can see is doom and gloom up ahead, storm clouds on the horizon. Oh my gosh, something's about to happen. And it can also fall somewhere, which normally people fall somewhere in between. But usually one follows the other. So for me, I typically am psychological first. So I start having that that, that scary thought that I've missed a deadline or, I don't know, I'm going to hit something in traffic or something's going to hit me, even worse. Um, so I'll have that psychological component first, then the physiological stuff usually will follow. That's usually how it works for me. But for some people, you know, they get the physiological stuff, the shaking hands and the shorter breath and think, uh-oh, my anxiety's playing up, that means something's wrong, then the psychological component kicks in. So it sort of depends on the person and it certainly depends on the context. But typically for me, as I said, it's usually the psychological sort of cognitive stuff, those real negative sort of thought processes, then comes the physiological stuff after. Now, another way sort of to look at it, I suppose, see, I guess you could say, I might be taking a bit of a leap here, but I almost look at anxiety as on a continuum. So at one end, at the extreme, say left end of this spectrum is panic attack and at the other end at the right obviously side this is way too hard for me to explain it's quite late when I'm trying to do this so bear with me um furthest at the right is social anxiety so we've got right at the extreme right is pure social anxiety right at the extreme left is pure panic disorder then in the middle is different shades of anxiety and generalized anxiety sits somewhere in the middle so a pure panic attack to me is, this is where I'm taking a bit of a leap. Some may disagree, but this is just sort of, for me at least, how it feels. A pure panic attack, at least in the interim, when it begins, the catalyst is all physiological. Oh my goodness, my heart's going to explode. I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm about to pass away. Then the psychological obviously follows that. At the other end of the scale, we've got social anxiety disorder, which to me is more 
oh no, people are judging me negatively, oh, I must look stupid, all that sort of psychological, cognitive way of thinking, then comes the, you know, all the physiological stuff. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's sort of how I see it. Obviously, the world's not black and white, even though for us with BPD, sometimes it does seem like it. But that's sort of how I see it. Panic disorder, to me, is very physiologically driven, but that's certainly not to say that there isn't a psychological component, and social anxiety disorder is the same, but but reversed. So there you go. I don't know. That's just how I conceptualize it. If you agree, that's great. If you don't, feel free to let me know because I'm always happy to hear other people's views. Now, now, why today is different for me than normal? So like I said before, um, usually for me, it's psychologically driven. So I've got these negative thoughts. Oh my God, I don't know. You know, I said it before, you know, someone's going to hit me in traffic or, you know, I've, I've, something bad's going to happen in the future, catastrophizing, then the physical stuff will come after that. But to, And that's what it's been like this week. This week has been very much psychologically driven. But today, though, today has been the reverse. And it sort of reminded me that people do have this reverse where the physiological stuff comes first instead of the psychological because this never happens for me, really. It's always those thoughts and then comes the physical stuff. But today, for some reason, even though the rest of the week so far has been the opposite, today, definitely just this physical shortness of breath, you know, this this heavy feeling on the chest. We all know what this feels like. Um, you know, the hands are a bit trembly today, you know, like very short of breath. Did I just say that? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It's late, remember? It's, it's, I can't remember. But yeah, short of breath, um, you know, sweating a lot, all that sort of stuff. That's been a feature of today. And and to be honest, there hasn't really been any clear cognitive, you know, thought pattern, psychological component. It's just this general uh, irritability. So it's not like I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm not even really frustrated. I'm just a bit irritable, but really uptight and like physically just like really withdrawn and on guard, looking around, threat everywhere, threat everywhere. But there's no actual sort of solid thinking that is going on behind these physical feelings and sensations. And that is very, very unusual for me. Very, very unusual. So yeah, it's just today I, I don't understand. It's it's this is a this is one of the this is a doozy. This anxiety sort of prolonged attack that's that's been going on now for six days or whatever. This has been a doozy. And hey, full credit to myself I am one tough bastard because I've gone to work. I've just kept the head down, just kept going, going, going. But man, it's taken its toll because you can imagine, and again, you guys will know this as well as I do, that if you're in a constant or at least an elevated anxiety state for a considerable amount of time, that is very tiring, very tiring. I can tell you on day six of this anxiety attack, I'm starting to feel really, really tired and worn out. But the interesting thing, like I said before, that I, I I do find very interesting, I hope you do too, is that this, the physiological stuff come first this time, which is very, very, very rare for me. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's morphing into some other new beast. I'm not sure. Actually, another thing that I'll say that I um I almost forgot is actually medica- very quickly, I'll just mention medication. So now, for the psychological stuff, you're sort of looking at the antidepressants, you know, SSRIs, you know, antidepressants in particular that have a strong affinity for serotonin. Serotonin seems to be linked with anxiety, and it certainly seems to be linked with OCD. 
So clomipramine, the tricyclic antidepressant that I'm on, has a very strong, very high affinity for serotonin. So theoretically, it should be very good for those psychological effects. And it seems to me, although I'm the exception to the rule because I'm still anxious as all hell, but it seems to me, just anecdotally, I'm not a doctor, of course, but people who have the, the real, you know, fundamental psychological anxiety roots seem to benefit the most from what I've seen, or, you know, people I know, seem to be, I haven't read the literature on this, but it's, this is just a general idea, I think, um, I think this is true. It, it appears, come on, Ellie, get the words out. See, I told you, I'm short of breath, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, we're in panic mode, it's not good. So what was the point I was trying to make? Oh, yes. So if it's predominantly psychological-based, antidepressants seem to work better, but if it's physiologically more inclined, um, the antidepressants don't seem to be quite as good, and that's where a different class of medication comes in, or one medication in particular, which is really good for this physical sort of sensation stuff, is propranolol. Now, propranolol is a beta blocker. It's an antihypertensive you know, it's a high blood pressure medication first and foremost, but it's also really good at lowering arousal, so lowering adrenaline, you know, the fight or flight response or freeze. So it's very good at lowering the heart rate, getting your blood pressure down, you know, just dialing everything down a little bit for that physical stuff. So for example, when I do my black dog presentations or whatever, you know, I present to a group of people, um, I'll have a propranolol before I go on stage or whatever because it, it calms those nerves and I'm not standing there with my hand shaking and my voice quivering and my dry mouth because it dials that all down. So, so yeah, so that's just that's just how it appears to me. And, and the literature, especially for that part at least, would suggest the same, that like these beta blockers, propranolol, propranolol in particular is really good for this physiological stuff. And the antidepressants, the SSRIs, SNRIs, or the tricyclics, seem to be better for those people who have the psychological stuff come first and foremost. But as we know, I like to break all the rules. And although I'm on clomipramine, which is a very strong serotonin-aligned medication, I still have these anxious thoughts. But today was different. Today, it was all about the physical very weird. I can't explain this, but I tell you, I'm going to tell you all about it as we go on. I'll see what tomorrow brings. I'll report back tomorrow. We'll see how we go. Please send me your positive vibes because I've got to work again tomorrow. And I'm just so tired because I've just been freaking out for days now. I'm just scared. Like seriously, I'm scared. I feel vulnerable. I feel like attack could be coming from anywhere at any time. So what that tells me, I'm not going to go into this now, but this is a classic example of amygdala hijack. And when I do an episode on the amygdala, that is going to be a doozy. My favorite and most hated part of the brain. Oh, the amygdala, fair income. Makes me scared just thinking about it, but I respect it so much. Anyway, all right. So I'll let you know how I go tomorrow. As I said, send me your best, please. I'm now going to go to sleep and hopefully, you know, we'll have a couple of seracles, some quetiapine, and hopefully we'll get to sleep nice and nice and early. We'll have a good night's sleep because, you know, sleep is important and anxiety can wreck with your sleep. And I only had a couple of hours last night, which definitely is making this worse. So fingers crossed, we'll get a good sleep in, wake up tomorrow, nice day here in God's country, Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. And then we're going to start turning this around because I'm telling you, Six days going on seven. This, like I said before, is a doozy, that's for sure. 
All right, thank you everybody for listening. I do appreciate it. And I'll see you next time here on the Disregulated Podcast.